0: This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www. Speak English with Tiffany Academy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is teacher Tiffany, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Now in today's episode, you are going to hear a very important conversation about disabilities. Now this is a topic that you really need to understand, especially as it relates to Western culture. So, Julie and I, we have an amazing conversation, and I know that you are going to learn a lot. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the weekly English words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode as a member you will also be able to download a pdf that includes the definitions when i say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet trust me i'm not lying this is something you need if you want to truly speak english fluently and sound like a native english speaker so again you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today remember the words and expressions will be heard in this episode, and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well, then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good as well. I am um, happy to talk to you as always, but um, you know, our topic today is more of a serious nature. So I think that those who are listening to this episode, they're really going to learn a lot, but um, you know, our topic today is disability. So we're talking about different disabilities and yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting topic for those listening. Honestly, I think it's going to be very yeah. interesting. Um, we'll kind of jump right in. Number one is, how are people with disabilities treated in your country? And I think this is a great question because we've both lived overseas and I think we've both mm-hmm. had different experiences. So I want to ask you, uh, let's talk about Canada first. How are people with disabilities treated in your country?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great question, actually. And in Canada, generally speaking, people with disabilities are treated uh, quite respectfully, I would say. And I'm basing this on my personal experience, uh, in school, working in different places in public. I have not seen, uh, people being mistreated too often, thankfully, like I'm sure that it happens, but, uh, generally speaking, I think Mm. that people with disabilities are, uh, shown respect i'm sure again not in every single case but in most cases um mm-hmm. yeah that seems to be the case yeah yeah what about yeah
0: america is the same uh, i think um and we were talking a little bit before we started recording in america when um when we think about disabilities like individuals like Americans. Like if someone has a disability, I feel like everyone kind of goes into consideration mode. Like we try to be considerate of that individual. If we're walking into a store and we are able to tell that, oh, this person has a physical disability, people normally will step aside, let that person go first or try to help that person if they're able to. Um, And even when someone has like a mental disability, which we'll get into later later. We, from what I've observed, again, like me personally, I try to be considerate, but even observing other Americans, I think in general, we try to be very considerate of individuals who have disabilities. And I think it's because, you know, people do care and they try to be, you know, kind and, and make other people feel comfortable. So yeah, in America as well, we, we kind of take care of those who have disabilities. So now, being that you're in Dubai now, like I'll speak about my experience in Korea, but I'd like to know if it's been different for you in Dubai or when you were in China or another country. Um, I noticed the difference when I was in Korea again, great country, great people, um, but a different culture. So things are seen a little bit differently. So in Korea, like the friends that I would have conversations with about, you know, disabilities, or when I had conversations with my students, um, Having a child with a disability was seen to be very, very, I guess you could say it was like taboo. I mean, you can't control what your baby will be like when you deliver it. But there was kind of this stigma um, placed on people who had babies that had disabilities um, in the conversations that I had with students. Now, again, it's not everyone, but I noticed the difference. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was kind of this feeling of, oh, I did something wrong to make my baby like this which I'm sure parents may experience if they okay. have a child with a disability, no matter what country you're in. But it was a sense of kind of like not wanting people to see their child. So that was a little bit different for me when I was in Korea. Um, I think things are changing, but I noticed that that was a little bit different from what I experienced in America. So I don't know about you when you were in other countries.
1: Yeah. I just have a question about that. So, so the feeling was like uh, the parents felt guilty or they felt embarrassed or they felt like people wouldn't
0: understand, like what, why, why, it was actually a, all of those, all of okay. those things. It was, um, so in the conversations that I had, because I had some, I've had a, a student before who had a child who had a disability, like it was a mm-hmm. physical disability. Mentally, he was totally fine, but he had a physical disability. Now for me, I, I didn't really, you know, it didn't bother me at all. He was still a cute kid to me. And, you know, I'd play with him whenever I saw him, but in having conversations with the mother, there was this extreme sense of embarrassment because her child wasn't like the other children. And that also kind of ties back into the culture. You know, Asian cultures, specifically speaking of, Korean culture, it's a community-based society. So everyone is kind of trying to be the same. Like everyone Mm -hmm. wants to be, like to wear the same fashion or to think the Mm -hmm. same way. So anyone that is different from what is considered a norm in society is either ostracized or looked at in a weird way. So that includes yeah. disability. So it's not like, if you look at it from that level, it's it's not that you understand and you're like, oh, that's okay. But it's like, ah, because you're different from what everyone else is used mm-hmm. to, there's kind of this level of discomfort. And that's what happens. They're not comfortable when you're not like everyone else. So it led to embarrassment for the student, like the female that had her, her son was, um, He had a disability, so she felt embarrassed whenever you know someone would say, Hey, what's wrong with your son? Like he's not like the other kids. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, no, that's interesting. Here in Dubai, actually, I noticed a big difference as well, but it's quite a a, it it was a different situation. Like when I first came here, Mm. I didn't see many people with disabilities. And that was noticeable to me. The fact that there was no one around that seemed to have disabilities. Like years passed before I started seeing people in wheelchairs or with any type of disability. Now there are more, um, mm. more people around in the malls and everything. But when I first came, the fact that there were, was no one with a disability yeah. was very strange. Uh, yeah. Of course, compared to Canada, so. I actually questioned why um, and I was told that there was a separate school for kids with disabilities that was somewhere that I didn't know. Um, yeah, so it was, It's. I think it, it was the same concept that um, disabilities were not as widely accepted as in North America um, and people were just kind of segregated because of disabilities. Like I didn't see anyone working anywhere with any disability. So, yeah.
0: You know, I know we're gonna get into this a little bit more later, but it popped in my head now since you just said that. Again, being that you were Canadian in that situation, and again, I also experienced where a different view of people with disabilities, how did you feel? Like the fact that you didn't see any disabled people in general when you first went Mm -hmm. there and that the group of individuals were kind of Away in this quote unquote secret place that nobody yeah. could see them. Like, it, I don't know. As you were telling the story, it started to make me feel like a weird way. Like It was
1: strange. Yeah, it was strange. I felt strange about it. And because I was so used to seeing like different people with, you know, who are who different. And yeah. I came here and it was strange that it was noticeable to me that like no one yeah. was. It was, it was strange. So yeah, I felt um, strange. And that's actually why I asked about it. I was wondering, like, is there, because I had friends who were teachers in schools and everything. And I asked, like, is there a special needs class? Is there a class for kids with learning disabilities? And um, that's how I found out that there was a whole other school. um, Because I was curious about it. So I started to ask around. And that's how I discovered that. Yeah.
0: You know, when you just said that, like, that you asked your friend um, if they had kids who had dis- disabilities in their classroom, it brought to mind when I was in Korea. So to my knowledge, there isn't a special school only for students with disabilities in Korea. Again, now, of course, things may have changed since I went there years and years ago, of course, when I first got there. But I did notice like, so what I noticed in Korea was when a student did have a disability, because I remember there was an autistic kid in one of my classes. And mm-hmm. I, I think in Canada, you guys also have children that have autism. So it's kind of prevalent a little bit kind of now yeah. in our countries. And I it caught my attention because I hadn't seen a kid like that before in a classroom, but I was also aware that an individual or a child that has a learning disability needs special care because they don't learn yeah. the same way, but he would just kind of put with every other child and kind of dealt with in the same way. So like, The Americans, the Canadians and the British, like we all were like, wait a minute, like in our countries, there are special programs for children with these special needs. Yeah. They're not in a separate like building by themselves, but there's a special program for them. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't think maybe Dubai is a little bit ahead of Korea in that sense. Again, if you're Korean, you can comment, let us know. But I don't remember there being a special school. I I
1: don't know, honestly, because it's almost like it's almost like the way that I felt when I came here was like disabilities are like out of sight, out of mind. Like that's, Mm. that's the impression that I got. Like, Mm. I don't know if that's correct or not correct, but Mm. that was the vibe. That was the feeling like, what's happening here? Like is, 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 (laughs) does no one need a wheelchair? Does nobody like, it's impossible. It's impossible. Right. But um, yeah, it was more that I don't know if it's that they were separated for, the right type of care or if they were separated because yes they I, I don't know like i don't know what the what the intention was behind separating mm-hmm. the kids so um it was also like something that stood out to me was uh during ramadan here they They do a lot of charity work and uh, there was paintings on sale, like in the lobby of this hotel by uh, kids in a special needs program, okay, kids with disabilities, and I bought one. Yeah. and I was like okay you know I I'm all about that and it was so nice but I stopped and I was like wait a minute like I thought to myself like where are the kids right like yeah. these paintings are on display in like a five-star hotel and this is for you know they're raising money but like where are the kids because in Canada and America if a fundraiser of this nature like the kids yeah. would be sitting there selling their paintings right so yeah at first at first like I I reacted like oh that's so nice like I'm gonna get one and I did right (laughs) yeah And when I went away I was like what wait a minute like where where are the kids and I went back and I kind of asked like where are the kids you know and yeah and they said oh well their school is very far away and some some excuse but it was it didn't make sense so I don't know what the motive is behind Mm. behind having this separation uh yeah
0: yeah it's very it's very interesting it's like separation versus inclusion I feel like our societies are based on inclusion like include them and figure out help them figure out how to operate in society whereas other societies are based on let's separate you you guys be together and you guys will figure it out don't worry so it's kind of those two things battling against each other.
1: like I don't want to judge but that's just my impression so I could be wrong I don't know but again like I don't know because I don't see anyone
0: yeah so (sighs) yeah It's interesting. It's interesting. Again, this is why this is such a good topic, again, for those listening, because it's going to come up. And as you're recognizing by listening to what Julie and I are talking about, like in our culture, Western culture, we see people with disabilities in a certain way, but there are different views. So it's important to know what your view is. So then let me ask you this question, then Julie, what are some disabilities that people have? Because we've both said mental disability we both mentioned like physical disability so what are some Mm -hmm. disabilities that people have let's kind of list those out for those listening yeah
1: so of course there are physical and mental there are also learning disabilities um when people learn in a different way than I guess traditional Mm -hmm. traditionally um I think that these are the three most obvious and common types that we come across on a day-to-day basis um yeah I don't know if you want to add any anything I
0: think um to get like specific like for physical disabilities I could think like for individuals who have lost the use of their legs um Mm -hmm. you have paraplegic you have quadriplegics like quadra like you know the four parts so they're individuals who can't use their legs or their arms so these are like part of the physical disabilities someone can have um one of my friends uh, actually has a physical disability, which it's notable, no, noticeable visually. Like you can see exactly what's wrong. Um, she was born with the disability. She can function fine, there's nothing wrong with her, but like you can see there's a different like uh, physical disability on her, like mm-hmm. her. Um, she was born with a cleft lip and then it caused mm-hmm. many other issues for her, like nasal cavity, everything. So her entire life she struggled with all of these things. Now she's very resilient. Like she's, my, she's actually my best friend. She's very resilient, but like you've seen like the struggle she's had to experience and she keeps moving. But um, there's actually a couple on YouTube that I follow and the husband is a quadriplegic. So he can't walk. He can't like he can't do anything. He can move his arms. So he's paraplegic. Of course, his legs can't move, but he has a little bit of usage in his arms. Not a lot. Like he can't really move his fingers per se. But um, he's married to a woman who has no disabilities and it's kind of goes through their life. And, you know, as a couple, like before they got married, you followed their dating story. Like she used yeah. to be a nurse. And it's really cute to watch them. But yeah, you can kind of see that like, physical disabilities are not the easiest to kind of maneuver yeah. Um, But yeah, those are some physical disabilities that I know about that are pretty common. Yeah, yeah. Do you... um? Do you think that mental disabilities or physical disabilities are more challenging this is an interesting one
1: um I think it really depends I don't I can't say one or the other would be more challenging because um I haven't personally experienced either one first of all and second of all I think that with physical disabilities I think it's easier for other people to acknowledge and accept because you can see them. Um, whereas with mental disabilities, I think that they might be more challenging because they're, they're invisible. So people sometimes don't believe in what they can't see and don't, uh, yeah, some, a lot of people don't believe that mental disabilities are even a thing. So yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, it, Because of that, it might be more challenging uh, to navigate through life with a mental disability, especially if you live in a place where other people don't acknowledge it as being a real thing. Um, But again, it depends on the physical disability, if it's something that um, can be maybe that can be managed with some kind of therapy or medication or something of the sort that that's great it's still very challenging so like I can't say which is more difficult to yeah. deal with as an individual but I think that it's more difficult for other people to deal with um something that they can't see
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I um, I was gonna say similar I was gonna say like physical disabilities seem to be challenging, more challenging for the individual who has the disability. Whereas mental disabilities, from my observation of friends who have children with mental disabilities, it's more challenging for those who have to take care of that individual. Because many times, depending on the mental disability, the person with the disability is not really aware of the magnitude of their disability because their mental state has been affected or adjusted. So like I have a few friends who have children with autism and yeah. to be very honest, autism has always fascinated me. Like autistic children have always fascinated me, even adults or teenagers. And it's mainly because there's an innocence. And again, this is still on the topic of disability, but there's an innocence that I feel like is attributed to someone who has autism because there are certain aspects of life or like yeah. the, the bad parts of life they don't get just yet. And some of, some of them have said like they do understand, they just can't express what they understand. But there's something very innocent about um, individuals with autism that I really like and it really gets my attention. Um, just a quick story, when I was in Korea, so for those that don't, I think I've told you this before. So my, my nephew passed away when he was five, he had brain cancer. So when I was I had to go back to Korea after he passed. And so there was kind of like this empty hole inside, like, man, like I love kids, my nephew's gone. And fast forward a few years, actually, I started working at a school and there was an autistic boy at our school. And I was fascinated by him because he was super smart, but he really wasn't like he didn't like eye contact and he didn't like physical touch. But I was still fascinated by him. And so this little boy who was not into physical touch, he really wasn't like contactual at all. For some reason, started liking me, even though he didn't necessarily express, you know, he just couldn't express. He would just be around me. (laughs) <laughs> so like he would walk with me home, Aww. for I think a period of maybe two or three weeks, every day he would walk me home and just talk. Again, he didn't he know, didn't want to touch or anything, but it was fascinating to watch this young boy who was extremely smart, extremely intelligent, but so mm-hmm. innocent. And he did have a very serious mental disability that inhibited him from functioning the yeah. same way a person would. Like if you have friends or if you're a teacher, like you're very contactual, but It was fascinating to me. So I think, yes, mental disabilities are harder for other people to adjust to. But there is still something unique about an individual that has a mental disability. So, yeah, he was a good kid. He was a cute kid. (laughs) He was cute. Um, Does anyone in your family have a disability or a friend or anyone you know?
1: Um, One of my cousins is autistic. um, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also very smart. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and autism is a really interesting thing because there's obviously a wide spectrum of people who have autism, so um, there are different degrees of severity and different cases. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, and it's it is fascinating to see because autistic people are very intelligent. Um, but I think like the emotional interaction with other people is not what other people expect. And that's why um, other people are sort of shocked or they don't know how to react. And yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it's a, a matter of awareness and education and
0: yeah. So yeah, my cousin. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, for me, in my family, no, not that I know of, but of course like friends, like I have uh, quite a few friends who's ch- who have children that have autism. Um, at my church alone, I think there are either three or four kids, like one boy, he's now 17 or 18. But again, he's on the the extreme end. So he, mm-hmm. like, he can't function without his parents, even though he went to school. Very smart, very talented, but he needs his parents. Um, so I've been observing them for years, but I don't have anyone directly in my family, but more of like a friend's child or, um, I did mention my best friend of course, but hers is not a yeah. learning disability or anything. Um, I think in school, there may have been a few students that had disabilities, yeah. but again, it, it kind of goes back to how we are in the Western culture. Like we don't necessarily point fingers at individuals with disabilities. We try to include them in some way and help them kind yeah. of you know function. And on the opposite, if someone does make fun of them, people stand up for that person. It's like, hey, you can't do that. Like the, we kind of stand up for the little guy. I guess that's kind of an idea we have in our culture. Like if someone's weak, we try to support them. Again, there's always exceptions to the rule, but I think in general, that's kind of the way we do it. Yeah. Um, Do you know anyone who uses a wheelchair?
1: Uh, yeah, I know many people. Uh, a lot of people from school that I grew up with. Uh, in my family, no. And here in Dubai, no. Um, but at home, yeah, there are many people that I know who are in a wheelchair, yeah.
0: Yeah? Amen. Um, For me, I'm trying to think. I don't think I know anybody who actually well, is in a wheelchair. I, honestly, I don't. I from can't think- school, even. I can't think. Like, you know, how if you were, if you were in high school or if you were in college, like, you'd see a person that was in a wheelchair, but... Mm-hmm. I don't remember like anyone by name or yeah. I can't remember anyone that was in a wheelchair like permanent I'm like no I don't remember anybody no so not to the top of my head
1: mm-hmm.
0: well what challenges this is really a serious topic guys so it is it is <laughs> it is, it is. Know, yeah it, like well, guys like hey like this is I think you guys that are listening yeah. you kind of see that you know as we're talking about it this is something you also have to recognize like when you have these conversations to be sensitive about the topic, guys, because things are seen differently in different cultures and you'll see kind of in Western culture, we really try to respect those with disabilities. And it's not like, we don't try to laugh at them or anything. If people do, we try to kind of point them out, Mm -hmm. like don't do that. So, yeah. Um, What challenges do you think people with disabilities face at work or at school? Um, I think at
1: school when, when you look at school children, I think that people who are different in general face uh, being bullied yeah. very often, I think, uh, especially kids with disabilities. Like in my school, when I was growing up, we had um, people with disabilities in our class with physical disabilities. And that's why it was totally fine. Like there are classmates who I literally grew up with and I know yeah. I knew them well. Um, yeah. So it was fine. It was just like, they're in the class, whatever. So there was also a separate class, but that was more for children with mental disabilities who needed um, someone with them or needed some kind of assistance or couldn't uh, do their tasks or their work alone. So um, as long as they were okay to be in the group, like they weren't a danger to themselves or to anyone else, um, then it was totally fine. So I grew up with, um, quite a few kids that I can think of off the top of my head who I know still. Um, So at school, yes, bullying was an issue. But like you said, when we saw someone being bullied, we wouldn't stand by and do nothing. So and also the teachers were extremely proactive. And the parents in general, like of these specific kids that I'm thinking of, Mm -hmm. were very proactive. And um, it was great. It was amazing. So we didn't see them as that they didn't belong or anything like that, but it is a, it is a reality and a challenge. Like um, these specific people that I'm thinking of had amazing parents, amazing families, and like, luckily good teachers as well. Yeah. So, but regardless, it's a challenge I face in the outside world for sure. And Mm -hmm. at work, I think there's um, discrimination. I think that uh, you might not even be hired because of a disability in the first place. Um, It's not so much bullying when you're an adult, but, yeah, I think it's more discrimination. Um, and people kind of look at you like you're not capable of doing your job, even if you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that is true. I think, I think I just add then for the work situation, because you really broke down the school situation really well, because yeah, that's the thing. Kids sometimes will make fun of other kids and bullying is a thing. Um, for the work environment, I'll speak on like physical disabilities. Sometimes people have a hard, a hard time like getting into the actual buildings. Like if they don't have, for example, wheelchair accessible, like entries and exits. Um, or if um, uh, people have um, certain disabilities that inhibit them from moving around smoothly within the office buildings. I think those are some things that can be a bit of a challenge. but. In America, I'm trying to—I can't remember the name of the government. Uh, uh, I don't—the government entity that deals with this, but like there are certain, there are certain standards that a building has to follow in order yeah. to accommodate those individuals. So even when it comes to online, like your website has to be—I don't know why I'm saying five oh—I don't know if it's five oh three. There's a number that's attached to it. When I used to work, um, do web development. All of the websites we had had to be compliant with those with disabilities, like whether it be mm-hmm. like visual impairment or hearing. So, yeah, there are a lot of things that um, are put in, have been put in place to accommodate them, but still challenging. If you can't see, you know, trying to get yeah. online and like different things that quote unquote are easy for other people can yeah. be challenging for those with yeah. disabilities. So there are quite a few. Well, what do you think you personally can do to help people with disabilities? This is like a political campaign.
1: This is very (laughs) (laughs) political. I think that I can do what is within my ability to do. So I'll give an example um, of a girl that I was teaching when I was in Thailand. Mm. Um, And I also taught a young girl here who clearly had... um, learning disability and I tried to bring it up with both of their parents Mm -hmm. and it wasn't received well by either of the parents and I can do what is within my ability to do so I could recognize okay and that the child needed extra care and extra attention that I wasn't trained to give so um what I did in these cases was like I went to the appropriate people which were their parents and um in Thailand, I tried and tried and tried and like nothing happened. But uh, here I was able to even though the parents were resistant, like really resistant, like it was months. Um, but I managed to actually get in touch with her school. And I got her in touch with the right person. So we set up oh, nice. weekly sessions and the woman was contacting me directly. And I tried to like step back at a point because I said, Okay, it's not yeah. like I just did this because I was trying to help. But there's a limit, like. I am not a legal guardian. I am not her teacher in school. So like, I think that we can do what we're able to do, um, within our, I don't know, our capabilities. Yeah. And I think that you also, um, should do what people ask you to do. You shouldn't try to do things. If people don't want anything from you, if people don't need anything from you, like my examples, I was dealing with a children, And I could see that the child needed help and I had to find the right person who was trained. to. So I did that in these cases. Um, But if it's an adult and they don't want help from you, then like I would offer, but I would be like, because many times I've seen people um, who have a physical disability and they're like struggling with something or, and I, I, I always offer like, can I help you? And if they say yes, I, I help. If they say no, I'm like, okay. And I leave them alone.
0: Yeah. 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 It's like you respect their whatever their wishes are. Yeah.
1: It's like yeah. with anyone, like if someone asked if I needed help and I said no,
0: and then they were trying to help me anyway, I would be annoyed.
1: So yeah. it's the same thing.
0: <laughs> true, yeah. babe, true. Um, very true. I think for me, so yes, I agree. Like I'd make an effort to help them as much as possible, but if they say no, all right, sure. I respect, you know, I respect your wishes. It's okay. I think if I was in a situation where I recognized that like for example, in a work environment, and there was a coworker who had a specific disability, and um, maybe the work environment was not conducive to that individual. Like that individual couldn't function mm-hmm. properly. I would try to figure out ways to help. Maybe like speaking to the boss, like, hey, maybe we could put this implement this to where it makes it easier for this individual to come in, you know, in and out of the building, or like those things, like things that can change on like a managerial level. But um. Yeah, if they need help, I'll help. If not, I'll step back and let them be who they'd like to be. So I think with yeah. kids, like you mentioned with kids, it's kind of like as an adult, you want to be more proactive and you want to kind of be their, not their cheerleader, but the person that, the that stands, their advocate, like you want to be an yeah. advocate for a child yeah. because they don't they they don't know what they need. So I think in those situations as well, trying to be the advocate for the child is good. Um. Well, then that kind of leads us to the next thing then. Do you think people with disabilities want to be helped?
1: Um, I think that some people do and some people don't. I think sometimes people have, in general, people with and without disabilities, just people, have a hard time asking for help, um, very often. So I think that, uh, depending on the person depending on their age depending on their culture depending on the the nature of their disability I think some people do want to ask for help and maybe are afraid and I think some people don't want help because they don't want people feeling sorry for them yeah um so yeah I think it really does depend it's a like an individual basis like whether people want help or not um Yeah. yeah like I've I've seen many people who do not want help like Uh, and many people who do yeah yeah Yeah. it's hard to say what do you think
0: I think that what people no matter who the person is everyone wants to be respected so I think if a person feels respected they'll be more willing to accept help Um, and if a person feels like an individual looks at them as an individual as a human being they'll be more willing to be vulnerable and I think Again, that applies to all of us, those with disabilities and those without disabilities. Like I don't like to be vulnerable, but if I know that somebody already respects me and they know that I'm capable of doing things, they just know that maybe in this part, I may need help. I'll be vulnerable. So I think it's the same thing with people that within uh, disabilities. They don't want to ever be mm, pitied. They don't want yeah. people to look at them yeah. like, oh, you're less than, so let's help you. I yeah. think that uh, they just want to be respected. So. Yes. I think they appreciate the help from the right people, I think. Yeah.
1: And in the right way. I think if you offer help in a respectful way, like not in a condescending way or like you're showing pity, I think that it would be more uh, well received. But I think like, yeah, I think it comes down to
0: to asking them if they want help from you or not. True. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you mentioned earlier, so I think we can kind of go past this question, but just for those who are following along, remember there are 10 questions per topic. Um, The question is, did you grow up with any disabled students in your school? And I know you mentioned that earlier that yes, you did um, grow up with many students that were disabled in your school. And so let's move on to the last question Mm -hmm. then. What measures does your country take to accommodate people with disabilities?
1: um canada takes a lot of measures legally and i think it reflects in our society like i'm talking about when i was a little kid like this is this is a long time ago right and even then there were measures in place so over the years there have been more measures put in place so with people um let's okay from when we start school there the buildings are all accessible the classrooms are accessible for people with physical disabilities and um, arrangements are made to make sure that students who need special care get the special care that they need and the people who are helping them are trained they're professional they're qualified they know what they're doing it's not just like they're guessing and they're kind of throwing them you know whatever needs to be done is done like there's an open line of communication between parents and schools. And I think that this continues as we get older. So um, in all public facilities and public places, they're all uh, accessible for people with disabilities. Like you can get around on public transportation. Um, It's, it's not that you can't get around so even if you don't have a car and you're alone like there are measures taken for an individual with a disability to go around and live their life and be independent yeah. um also there are laws in place that protect uh against discrimination for being hired so employment laws in place that protect um against discrimination in general and one of the groups is people with any kind of disability. So yeah. I think that it, as a country, we do well with this. Like, again, it's not perfect, but I think that the measures are in place for sure. Um, yeah. To allow people to live independently and to live as, as everyone else in society does. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think um, it's the same in America. Um, you know, everything is, has to be, you know, wheelchair accessible or okay for individuals that, you know, are not necessarily, um, or don't necessarily get around easily. And like I mentioned earlier with the websites, and again, that's several years ago when I was working, that was already in place. Like your website has to be accessible for even those who have disabilities. So I think America does a good job of trying to accommodate those with disabilities and also... I think America does a good job of trying to keep that um, that goal in the forefront of Americans' minds. Like, hey, remember uh-huh. that there is somebody else out there that may not um, have it as easy as you do. Um, and like, say for example, the Paralympics, you know, like those who have disabilities, yeah. like I love like things like that that are being put in place. Again, it's not just America, that's the entire world, of course, but things like that show that we're trying to, make individuals who unfortunately may have a disability feel like they can also exist in society and be independent and they are as valuable so yeah i think everyone's trying to do their best so that's good it's good well i hope that everyone listening to this episode i hope you um all learned a lot Uh, Remember the next episode, we're going to be talking about some of the words and expressions that Julie and I used during this episode. But again, this is a great topic for this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disability is something that needs to be discussed because it is viewed differently um, in different cultures. So hopefully now everyone, you understand how the Western side thinks about things. Um, Julie, thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk again (laughs) in the next episode. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English words membership by going to www.com weeklyenglishwords.com Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com This has been teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.